Today we're talking about, you know, challenging the way that we're being asked to show up in this world. And I know for me, it really took like showing up and keep, keep continuing to ask that question. Is this really what it's about? Is this really how I'm being asked to show up? Is it really all just about these things? The things that I own, the things the titles that I hold. Is that it? Right? And so much of this work, the death of a dream work, really has been relieving myself from that world and venturing into a new world where I follow frequency versus titles versus Conventional ways of measuring self-worth, right? Where I only follow the things that bring me joy, the terms that I set. Because to me, it wasn't really about the things, right? And so... I had to put a hard stop on only following those things blindly, by the way, because that wasn't bringing me any joy. And so we started to just remove all of those things as much as we possibly could remove that clutter, remove that space and start stepping into this new world where We aren't owned by that, right? And that's a scary venture because it means you're stripping back layers of existence, layers of ways that you've showed up in this world, layers that probably aren't serving you at all, but that you're clinging to because you don't want to find out what it looks like naked, right? Avoid the mirror. Take off your clothes and avoid the mirror. No, stand in front of it because this is who you are. Regardless of how badly you don't want to be that. The things that you own aren't going to clothe you for very long, right? What if it all went away today? That's what we're talking about. What if everything got removed? What if you couldn't be a mother? Yeah, even that one. I know, right? That hit hard, didn't it? Eee! What if it, what if it went away? What if it did? Then who are you? Right? We have to start removing the worth from things that are removable. And finding out who we are, right? And that doesn't mean that you have to stop showing up as all the things that you are today. But start asking that question. If this went away, if I couldn't be this thing, who would I be? Let's dive in. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. You know, this whole journey 
the entirety of this work really was based on this idea that I had shown up in life feeling fine. Feeling just fine about my life. And I had decided that fine wasn't good enough. That I wanted more. And more than anything, I decided that I wanted to live life on my terms for the first time ever. And season one, the very beginning of this podcast, of this daily journal podcast of what a journey out of that place looks like, season one really explores a ton of different paths to what was meant to be my destiny. And now we're moving into season two and there have been twists and turns that I could have never expected starting this a year ago. Starting to just show up and ask questions. And if you want to start all the way back in season one, you can start there. If you're starting a journey, it's a great place. There's a lot of exploratory vision work that happens. There's just a lot of movement through understanding myself better and understanding what I even wanted my terms to be. Now that we're moving into season two, this really becomes sort of the coaching portion of walking, walking that dream, taking those first steps, some of the things that might happen to you, some of the things that have happened to me as I explore and move into this new path. And so it's really just meant to walk along with you. If you ever needed someone to hold your hand, you ever needed a community to support you changing and challenging and growing, that's what we're here for. We're here five days a week to help you keep growing. That's what the Death of a Dream podcast is all about. We're so grateful that you're here. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Nuss. That's right. We actually record this live on Facebook. So if you aren't following our Facebook page yet, do that. Not that you're going to listen to it there necessarily, but you may be able to watch the madness that is this podcast. If you ever wanted to see who is behind the microphone, that's where you can see me. I'm there. I'm also on YouTube. You can watch it there and find a daily vlog, which is like the additional like deep dive into where my head is at as we continue down this path of newness of recreating your life. And that's totally what we're going to talk about today because I can't not talk about it anymore. It has to be said. These things, they have to be said. They just do. Okay. So first we're going to start off with our great things. You know, My great thing from yesterday, we finished the playroom. So probably about a month ago, and I talked about this yesterday, we talked about minimizing the playroom. This was the first, this was like the last untouched space because it seems sacred, right? Like kids' toys and their creation and what they're going to do. We can't take that away. They have to have a million Barbies. They do. They do. If they don't have a million Barbies, what will they play with? What if they don't have dressers full, rooms full of toys? How will they survive? And so we kind of 
this space was just overwhelming and it was all encompassing and it was helping us just to lose our minds. And every time I walked by it and I'm like, just don't look at the playroom. Just don't look at the playroom. Just don't look at the playroom. And we were committed to keeping this sacred and to not minimizing it. And I thought, what if this space is similar to our spaces where they were so cluttered that we couldn't enjoy them, where there was so much stuff that it just felt like escaping that space was the only way to find enjoyment there, taking the few things that we had and moving them into different rooms because these rooms were too overwhelming, right? So we decided, fine, let's touch this space. Let's go there. Let's try. Let's try and see what happens. And as we started pulling stuff out, as we started removing space, our kids actually enjoyed the space more. First off, because I think they could just see what they had. And then the other part was like, let's start creating a space that allows for the enjoyment of these things. Like what if we didn't create a space that was only available only about the things that were in it? What if we created a space that allowed for the creation of new things? What if we removed all of the distractions or a good majority of them and we just had space? And so we completed that. We still need chairs. So don't like, they kind of look like standing (laughs) creation spaces. We still need chairs. The ones that I want from Ikea aren't available for delivery right now. Um, So we'll be getting chairs. But that remodel is done. We minimize that space. We have two toy boxes now. Um, And my kids each night have spent an hour in this space doing different things, playing with things they have not played with in years, um, and actually enjoying time there, which is not something that was happening before. And remember, before we had every toy, every crayon, every puzzle, every game, everything you could possibly want we had in this toy room. You don't believe me? Please check out my Instagram stories. It's there. It's madness. They had everything. They had dress-up stuff. They had everything. And they weren't spending time there. And it was all about the madness, right? It was madness. It was chaos. You couldn't think straight in that space. And so a little bit, this minimalist test really was about seeing if it holds true for kids as well as adults because we saw so much movement as we started to minimize our spaces that like why didn't we apply this sooner is really my thought so we minimized that we created new just workstations that allowed for creativity that allowed for this space to to work through and play um and my kids are growing up right so they they want new spaces as well and You can check out what that looked like. I would say from selling things that we had lying in closets, that we had lying just in spaces, just taking up space, collecting dust, um, we probably made about $350 just from selling just stuff. And 
we went around, we turned around and we probably invested of that $350, we probably invested a hundred back into that space um, to recreate it for them. And that, that's saying something's possible, right? We still ended up profiting and it really is just about making sure that you're aware of who your buyer is, what they're looking for. And I explained that in the newsletter last week, just tips to make money on junk that you have sitting in your house because it's just sitting there. And honestly, even more than it just sitting there and taking up space, it is taking up mental space, even if it's under a bed right? It's still clutter. It's still creating chaos in your mind. It's still going to absorb time somewhere. At some point, you're going to go, oh, I need to declutter this room. It's just too much. And it's going to take you an entire weekend to do that. I want you to spend more of your time on the things that matter to you. Not just managing your stuff. Listen to that again. Do not Spend endless amounts of time managing your stuff. I want you to have less so you can do more. And that's totally what we're talking about today. And I didn't think that that was like applicable to young children until we went through this minimalist experiment in their playroom. And now I'm convinced. Less is more, no matter what age you are, the clutter takes up space. It does. So that's my great thing. We finished the playroom. It really was the last of our spaces to be minimized. We did it. We did it. It's done. And now I can walk by that room and just know that it's a space that's usable because it is not consumed by the abundance of things. So, gosh, this is heavy. This is a heavy episode. This is something that I've been wanting to cover and say, um, but I haven't quite known the approach and I've been struggling a little bit with how to put it all together. So hoping that I can do that today. Today, we're talking about that shift, right? Because here's what we're told. Or here's how a majority of people live. Trust. I'm still one of those people, still recovering from that mindset, still trying to escape that thought or that idea that this is who I have to be. <sighs> okay, I'm just going to say it. And this is hard. You don't have to be about things that can be removed. In fact, it's dangerous, right? So we wrap up our identity in like 
And this is what we're told to do. So this is this is what's crazy, right? This is literally, I remember this like moment where I was just like, okay, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna drive a white SUV. That, you know what? That is who I'm supposed to be in this world. The the mom who drives the white crossover. And it's gonna have a little bit of a diamond sheen to it. And I am pumped, right? And I remember getting that vehicle and I remember going, oh, okay. oh, shoot. Well, that was kind of easier than I expected. Okay, but at least I've arrived. And I remember just being like, hmm, that was supposed to be the thing, right? That was supposed to be the moment for me. And it felt good, but then it passed, right? And so that, that moment, this idea that we are the things that we buy, that we are the titles that we hold, right? And that isn't just limited to your work title. That's also, right, this sounds scary. And I probably shouldn't say it, but I'm going to anyways. That's also titles like mother, like sister, like daughter, right? What happens when those things go away? All of a sudden, our identity goes with it. When we're identifying things that can be removed, when we're identifying ourselves with those things, whatever those things are, when this is who we are, this is the only person we know to be, right? What if we were just the things that brought us joy, not just the things that we own? And we're raised like this, right? You got to get the car. You got to get the mortgage. You got to get the babies. You got to get the this, this, and that. What happens when those things are takeawayable? Right? What happens when you you don't get the chance to be a mom? What happens when you don't get the chance to buy the car that's supposed to give you that identity? What happens when that thing that was going to be the thing for you goes away? What happens then? Who are you then? Let's sit with that for a sec. Okay. This is why it's essential to start looking and evaluating your life. Because here's the deal. As someone who just experienced losing this, it's hard. It's beyond hard. And you don't ever think that it's going to be taken away. And then it is. And then you drop down into this low place. You want to hear an example of what that sounds like? Go ahead and just trace on back, I don't know, 20 episodes ago, 30 episodes ago. There was like a month of time where it was just like, oh no. 
who am I now? I don't even know how to describe myself anymore. I don't even know how to show up in this world. I don't even know that I'm important anymore. And that reality still holds true, right? You still, I'm still struggling with that idea. That who I am, how I identified myself, how I showed up in this world is now gone. And now I have to commit to rediscovering what this looks like for me to show up as myself, as the things that can't be taken away from me. What do I know about myself? And this is why the self-improvement journey, the discovery of yourself, the knowing of who you are and how you're called to show up in this world is so vital because it can't be taken away, right? And every second that you're showing up as someone that you're not supposed to be, right? There's this like firing in your soul where you're going, oh no, it's all supposed to be better than this. I'm not supposed to be this person. I don't even know who I am anymore. And you're struggling with that. That's probably because you aren't yourself. In fact, you lost that a long time ago. Don't even kid yourself, right? Because we're told. We're just told and led blindly into this world as these things are important and this is who you're going to be. And the percentage of us that follow that path is high, right? Because we aren't told to trust that person. Because we aren't told to follow that path. So we get lost in this other path where we're just struggling to grasp onto anything that's going to give us meaning, to grasp onto anything that's going to give us worth, right? And I still struggle with it. So it's like, this is how I'm supposed to measure it. These are the metrics that I'm supposed to follow, right? This is what's going to give me worth. But it isn't. It's not true. It's not going to give me any more worth than it did when I first started because the worth isn't in the numbers. The worth isn't even in the work. The worth is in me lining up with who I want to be and how I want to show up in this world. That's the worth. Period. And even if this was all taken away, because it could be, right? I could stop doing a podcast. I could stop speaking. I could stop doing all those things. Even if that was taken away, am I using my gifts fully? Am I showing up how I want to show up in this world? Are you showing up how you want to show up in this world? If everything was stripped away from you today, your house, your car, your job, your titles of wife, mother, caregiver, sister, what if those all went away? Who would you be? Okay, and start to strip that back. Start to take away all the things that you tie your identity up 
take away those titles. Remove all of that. You don't have to like, don't, don't, don't do this. Don't go out in the world and go, you know what? Listen to this podcast today. I'm going to quit everything. I'm done. And you may end up down that path, right? There may, there may be necessary removal. So you can start adding in time to do this work. It may have to happen, right? I had to end up quitting coaching, which I never envisioned myself needing to remove from my life, but it had to happen. I had to have time to do this work, to invest in myself, to even figure out who I was without that one title that I had been clinging to my entire life. Athlete, sports, coaching, player, whatever, right? That was the only thing that I knew about myself. And so it became vital to remove it. And I'm not saying that's going to be your path. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't go claiming that this is your path because I told you. Your path is your path. My only hope is that I can continue to push you to question these things, to show up every day, to keep on this path of self-worth and self-work, to keep demanding more. I don't know what you're going to pull from this, right? I don't know what you're going to get out of this, but more than anything, I hope that it's that you actually start living life on the terms that you set versus the ones that we're told to set, right? Because there's this population of the world that they don't, they don't question anything, right? They just run. They run and they run and they run and they become super successful because at some point they just decided that it was up to them. And as someone who's trying (laughs) to put herself in that population and trust, that's what we're doing here. Do you think that there's anyone out there in this world that would say, start a daily podcast? You should do that. Hey, you know what? You live in a very specific population of the world that isn't real in tune to podcasting or what that is. And so I think you should go ahead and and start a daily one. And it would probably be a great idea because you have no following. You have no idea how to do that. You have no ability to really build any type of community with people who don't listen to podcasts. That's probably a great idea. You also don't have any money to do that, to invest in that, to market that. So you should probably start a podcast. Good idea. Said no one ever. Right? But it wasn't really about that. It was about me doing things that lit me up regardless. Regardless of if it was going to provide success, regardless of if it was ever going to do anything for me. Did I want to do it? And did I enjoy doing it? Period. And everybody's telling you, like, pay attention to the metrics, pay attention to this, see if you can monetize this, see if you can, no, follow frequency. Does it light you up? Do you enjoy 
doing it for the sake of doing it, not for the sake of claps and approval. Do you like it? Because likes, listens, streams, downloads, all those things really are completely subjective. Right? You don't really know why someone likes something. They could like it just because they like you. It could be the worst thing in the world. And they still might support it. Right? <laughs> and it goes both ways, right? They could hate it just because they hate you. It could be the best thing in the world. And they might hate it. And so you... As you walk into this world, as you cycle through and continue to develop and find who you're supposed to be, I want you to find who you are outside of things that could be lost tomorrow. Right? The best thing about you is that you have a big fancy house. What happens when you lose that? I know, it's hard to think that way. Almost depressing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to depress you today. But I want you to think about the things that are completely losable that you have solely identified yourself with. Right? Mine was a white SUV. And then I realized, oh no. That, that isn't a frequency. That isn't giving me energy or joy. It's just a thing. Right? How many of us are living like that? I want you to keep chasing, keep asking, keep going. What does it look like for you? To live in this higher energy space. What does that look like? Who are you? How do you show up? What do you do? What gives you energy? What fuels you? How do you move through your day? Who do you surround yourself with? It isn't about the things. I can promise you that. And I know that most of the world, I know that most people will tell you that is what it's about. Right? What if you chased frequency? What if you took a risk today and you tried Something that you knew would bring you joy. What if you just started asking questions? I think you'd be surprised at the amount of doors that open. I really do. Because most of the things that we assign worth to could go away tomorrow. 
And what happens then? As someone who just walked that path, I can tell you, depression, right? This extreme need to rebuild the understanding of who you are and how you provide value to this world, the recreation and re-acknowledgement of how you show up, of who you are. And I'm still working through that, right? There's still this piece of me that goes, what, who, how do we just decide to do the things that we do? How do people navigate this world in this way? How do they figure that out? And the most healing thing to that thought really is in this removal of all things ego-driven. Big house. Ego. Not that you can't live in a big house. Okay, but if that's one of the ways that you assign your worth, if that's one of the things that you need to show up as worthy in this world, nah, nah, it's not going to turn out well. It could go away. It could all go away. And if it did, what's left when the dust settles? That's where I want you to focus. What happens if you removed all of the titles that you had? Have. Who are you then? And who do you want to be, most importantly? Because this podcast is here to continue to challenge the way that you think, the way that you absorb and take on the world, the way that you move through this life, the way that you adopt and start living your life on your own terms. This is like a day-to-day hypothesis and evolution of what that looks like. And I'm going to keep showing up with the things that I learn along the way, assuming that maybe I'm a couple steps ahead of you. I don't know, or maybe we're step by step in line together. So let's learn together. Let's keep growing through this idea. But today I want you to start removing this idea that who you are is dependent on the things you own, on the titles you have, because it's not. Who are you? How do you tap into that? You know, and maybe that's our next empowering women episode. You know, and my episode for today ended up getting canceled. So I may or may not have one for you. I hope to have a bonus episode today, but I don't know if I will. I'm going to see who I can line up. It'll be quick. It'll be a quick turnaround. But how do you find value in this world? What are the things that give you worth? It's not in anything that's removable. I know. All right. 
as always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, loves. I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. If you want more, you want the weekly update. And this is called the Don't Do It Alone, Your Weekly Guide to Greatness. That really is going to give you the inside look at the tactics from the weekly discussions that we have right here. Um, That's a weekly guide to greatness that you need in your inbox. Go over to nothing.com. And the first thing you'll see is the subscribe now um, to get that in your inbox. I would love to hang out with you and give you a way to apply the things that we talk about on this show to your life. Um, as always, you can find me on Instagram at the death of a dream. Um, find me there, follow me there. Let's chat. Uh, cause I know that some of this stuff is impacting you in bigger ways. And I'd love to talk with you about it. What's going on? How are you using this? How is this changing you? And as always, if something hits with you, please share it. Please go ahead, review this. This movement, the death of a dream movement is about rising one another, finding new ways to look at the world, finding new approaches to life and growing together. We are a community of mostly women who are looking to change our lives in some way. So like, share, comment, review. That's how you can pay me back if this has helped you in any way. I'm so grateful for you and everything that you are doing.